The following shear has been presented by Rav Daniel Dombrov, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. The Shulchan Aruch in Simen Kuf Chaf in Yeridea brings the halacha that when one buys a keli from a goy, <coughs> there's an obligation to be toivel the keli in a, in a, in a kosher mikvah. That is, to, the, the source of this is from the parish of Midian, when B'nai Israel waged war with Midian, and they were successful, and they took a lot of spoils, and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu told them the parasha of Clay Midian, and in that parasha, <coughs> in addition to the, obli- to the obligation of purging the Kalim from any tarfus that may have been absorbed in the Kli, besides that, the Kli also had to be even even after the bliyas were out, you still have to be toivel the keli in a mikvah before using it. And that, and we learn from there, anytime one buys a kli from a goy, there's an obligation to be toivel it before using it. And the question that we're going to deal with today is posed by the Chadredeya. The question is, what about in a situation where a goy is megayer. So what is the halacha about his kalim? Do his kalim need tevila? Obviously, if there's, if they're trace, if there's tarvis in there, obviously, and, uh, they would have to be kashered or dealt with. What about the tevila aspect? Is that required, would that be required in a situation where the goy was megayer? And the Chajr is bothered because he never saw anyone discussing this. And, uh, he's, he's misupic, what the Allah would be. He has a tzad to say, a possibility to say that maybe we learn out from, uh, from Parsh of Midyan only where it's similar to the case of Midyan. For example, we find that it, if you borrow a kli from a guy, you don't have to be tevil. And he's understanding because it's not similar to the case by Kli Midyan, by that incident by Moshe Harabainu. And as well, this case where it's the Goybi Megayer, that's also not similar to Midian, and maybe that would be a reason why it would not be necessary. But it's not clear. The Maria Levi also struggles with this question and poses an additional question that we see, we see uh, in our, from our Sugya that uh, Klai Yisrael went through a Geiris process when they came to our Sinai. So says Maria Levi, if Tfilas Kalim is Deiraisa, then why wasn't it necessary for Kal Yisrael to be Teva their Kalim as well when they were Megayer, so to speak, when they, went, when they underwent the process of Mila Tfila Vartaz Dam. And uh, so that also is something that seems to be unclear. We don't find it, and uh, the question is, why not? He, he does suggest that perhaps it was different in that case where they weren't really, uh, they didn't really have Tumas Goyim beforehand, even though they didn't need a Geiris, but it wasn't a real Tumas Goyim, and maybe that would also not be enough to require a, um, uh, a Tfilat Kalim. The Shevet Alevi 
in Chelek Dalet Simantari Beis discusses this question, whether or not a Goishinus Geyer would require Tzvilas Kalim. And he seems to lean towards that the Tzadar, yes, it would require. And he says, I, why, it's not similar to the case of Midyan, just like by, when you borrow from a guy, you don't have to be toivel. He says, that the shot by borrowing is not because it's not so much a clay Midyan, but rather it didn't, the, the site is when it goes from a Rishos of Goy to a Rishos Yisrael, that requires the Tvila. Over here, it hasn't fully entered the Rishos of Yisrael, it's only borrowed, and therefore that would be why Tvila is not necessary. However, in the case of Geros, there, he's, there he's, he takes on the position that it would be, uh, it would be needed the, to be table the Kalim in that case of, uh, a guy who, is Geyer. In the Sefer at Teres Meishe, he has an interesting uh, novel approach where he wants to say that <clears throat> in the process of a guy becoming a Israel, there's a, the, uh, his Nachasim un, undergo a Hefker period where it leaves his Rishos, I guess he's no longer a guy, and so, and then it leaves his Rishos, it comes like a Hefker, and then becomes repossessed by him subsequently as a Jew. Uh, I'm not aware if it has any, uh, ramifications from the perspective of Choshim Mishbat, if someone could try and snatch it in that little period of time in between. Or is it just, or does he mean just something conceptual? But regardless, that being the case, it no longer went from him as a goy to him as a yid, but rather through this hefker stage in the middle, and therefore would not require Phyllis Kalim for this entirely other reason. I wanted to suggest perhaps a different angle over here that maybe would explain the gather of this halacha. So, this that we require tefillah by a, that we learn out from Maisa, uh, from Clay Midjan, Yerushalmi explains that since it's going from Thomas Akam to Kedushas Israel, it requires tefillah. The Ritzva takes it a step further and he calls it a gerus. It's actually a gerus of the keli, like the keli belong to the guy. And now it's coming up to the level of the Kedusha of Yisrael, and it needs a Geirus. Just to uh, mention a brief anecdote that kind of underscores this point, uh, <coughs> a story I heard over was that Rabbi Isra Zalman, in Eretz Yisrael, he was once brought a dish, a new dish appeared on his table, and he immediately called attention to the fact that this keli had not been toiveled. And obviously everyone was quite shocked. How in the world did he figure that out? And Rabbi Zalman ex- explained that we know the Ramah in the beginning of Arachayim tells us, Hashem a person should always have the name of Hashem, that the shame Havaya of Hashem should always be present in front of him at all times. So said Rabbi Zalman, he focused, focused his, uh, his gaze and his mind on this keli with the Shem Havaya present in his mind and he found that it didn't have, it was blocked, it didn't have access 
to this Kli. He couldn't focus on the Kli and keep the Shem Avaya present at the same time. And that brought him to the conclusion that means that this Kali is like a guy that doesn't, never went through the Geras. And that's why I can't focus my mind with the Shem Avaya on this Kli at this stage. So that being the case, that we understand that the Geras, so perhaps we could say a Svara that when the person himself is becoming a gear, so in that case, since he himself is becoming a gear, and these kalim are all a part of him, right? They're, that um, that's good for why they had their tum in the first place. It's because they're a part of him. The person's kalim are considered a, uh, an extension of himself, and therefore. Maybe we could suggest that the Geras said, in other words, once he's been Megayar himself, since these Kalim are a tuffel to him, a part of him, but a tuffel, they will get the Geras Memela as an extension of his own Geras. And that would be perhaps shot by, both by the Geras and the Sky and by Kal Yisrael. The Kalim didn't need Tfila because they were Nigra, they were drawn after the, their owner. And his gerus brought them in automatically with them, without having them, without needing them to go undergo their own personal gerus. Now, just to be clear, there is we we did say that the Sheva Levi takes on the position that you would have to be titled these kelim, but nonetheless, we did see this the other achreinim, who at least are mesupik about it, and I would say they would not require gerus, and this would perhaps explain. That opinion. The Daf Yoimi audio series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1 888 485 VAD. That's 1 888 485 8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you could email us at office at the halachacenter.org.